Scripture is one of the books, as well as How to Tame a Demon, uh, that are both available in the Dudes and Beer store. Stop on by, check that out. Uh, Dr. Robert Duncan is our upcoming guest, and I cannot tell you how pleased I am to bring you this interview. Uh, it was an absolute honor to talk with him. He is the second amongst a group of CIA whistleblowers that have been on our show. We had Cody Snodgrass on um, last year. It just dawned on me the other day as I was going through all this stuff that like, wow, yeah, that was a 2019 interview. Uh, that we had Cody Snodgrass on talking about um, alphabet agencies within the government asking, uh, offering him uh, millions of dollars in cash to blow up the Murrow building in Oklahoma City. Um, and along with him comes Robert Hall, who, uh, or Robert Duncan, rather, who uh, worked for years in Harvard coming up with algorithms, coming up with technology that, yeah, mimicked uh, the way that the brain worked and helped technology access the brain and helped us figure out the way the brain processed information. Um, and there is a whole new cadre of technology out there that is brain-driven technology. The whole brain initiative really started under the Obama administration a few years ago, uh, if you recall. And that's really when Elon Musk started coming out with his brain interface and saying that in a few years, you'd be able to control uh, computers with your thoughts. Now we have Jane's Defense Weekly and um, white papers coming out and saying that, yes, uh, soldiers can control up to three drones with their thoughts, uh, all kinds of fun stuff like that. Um, good people like Robert Duncan were involved with this. So let's hear it from the man's mouth himself. Here is our interview with Dr. Robert Duncan. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to this almost final segment of the Dudes and Beer podcast, episode 300. I, I, I made a, a promise to myself that we would be rebirth a little bit of old school Dudes and Beer and really push that time limit, folks. There were a few times back in the day where, uh, yeah, we had like four hour long conversations. There were times like when we went to Mikamoto auction, stuff like that, where it was five, six hours of live coverage during the day talking with guest after guest after guest. It was super fun, super great. Thank you, everybody, for always tuning in through all of this. Um, as of the recording of this episode, we will be we will be just over the threshold of 18 solid days of dudes and beer content. Think about that. You, too, could listen and waste your brain away hearing all of this wild information. It will literally melt your brain, some of this information on that we give you. Um, and there's 18 days worth of that information. Um, I'm going to work till we at least have a one month, 131-day month of content. Uh, I guarantee you guys at least that much of my life, okay? Um, so you're at least getting another five years out of me. Uh, with that being said, 
um, we will be talking with an indomitable, indefatigable mind in this part of the episode. Uh, Dr. Robert Duncan, author of Project Soulcatcher Volume 2, Secrets of the Cyber and Cybernetic Warfare Revealed, uh, as well as author of the amazing book, How to Raise a Demon. Uh, he is PhD. I, I, give us all your letters here, doctor. Welcome to the show. How are you? Uh, the oh, letters, yeah, the letters are good. long. Um, there's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, I can go through my educational background, <laughs> Ivy League schooling, Harvard, oh, Dartmouth, and yeah, MIT, you know, and, just one of those uh, things like B.F. Skinner was one of your teachers, you know, stuff like that. Just little yeah. things, little things that give you yeah, a little I, bit I, I of was, credence. I was very privileged and have a million dollar <laughs> education, which, uh, you know, now with the internet, I think I, I deserve my money back. <laughs> people, people like me out here posting PDFs of what you learned for free. <laughs> um, well, so, you know, and I've worked for uh, the ABC agency, Shuffle Ground as a scientist uh, from the CIA, DARPA, uh I never thought I worked for the NSA, but they're all interlinked, uh, yeah. the Army, the Navy. I was one of many. Yes, um, an I, you know, so to speak. Yeah, I don't want to be singled out as the inventor of no. Satan, which Satan is an acronym for silent assassination through adaptive neural and social networks. Uh, you know, I'm putting brackets in there. And, uh, and it's uh, basically condensed evil. Every evil thought that a human can have can be replayed onto another human until they commit a murder or suicide. And there, there are other systems like Tammy thought and mind interface and memory interface you know, that can walk a person back and during a mind interrogation through their entire life history to find wow. out why they believe what they do and um, and uh, what secrets networks are. And you, you can imagine why the intelligence agencies like that so much. But um, the, the problem is when I found out my work was being used on my own citizens and not just in warfare, uh, I uh, I had to speak out, but I have to be very careful and not be an Edward Snowden. I have no secret documents hidden in a vault that I can prove any of this. I have I'm not going to be uh, 
by Julius Assange uh, and uh, be blatant about people sending me secret information and then uh, be tortured for it. I am a good uh, citizen and I'm doing what I believe is right against a lot of um, um, unethical, immoral uh, uses of a lot of the technologies that I helped develop. Yeah, yeah, and, and granted, your your technologies that you helped develop, we'll we'll get into here in just a minute. Uh, like like you're saying, when you found out that these technologies were actively being used on the public, um, and that is something that we talk about frequently with Dr. John Hall. Uh, why is that allowed? I mean, is, uh, just just to hear it from the horse's mouth and somebody involved in these projects, somebody involved in laboratory work for the alphabet agencies. Uh, isn't there a law in place that prevents the experimentation on the American uh, public? I mean, you, you know, I, I've been a constitutionalist all my life. I thought it was a great idea and uh, a set of standards to begin a country. Um, but as lawyers got involved, um, they are able to create uh, you know, triple jeopardy. So let's say marijuana is legal in your state and not federally, well, the federal government can still bust you. Uh, yes, it's, yes. it's double jeopardy. Now they have triple jeopardies that we have uh, this uh, secret court that you may be called a terrorist or be put on a, a kill list or a no-fly list. Uh, and so we have created the secret governments in a sense, and there's no way to defend yourself. You know, you don't know who your accusers are yep. uh, or what you've even done wrong. And so our system is really completely collapsed in the way it was supposed to run in a fair and just manner. And when you say collapsed, uh, you mean in, in the most proper term of like physics, like cannot escape the FISA court collapsed like a black hole. Um, exactly. I'm not right. <laughs> like there, there is an event. There's the the angels and cannot it, be changed. Just to give you the idea, you know, there's the nebulous space that is the government and everything, folks. And then there's the event horizon, which which would be, you know, the Supreme Court, the people who protect the Constitution and our American way of life through interpretation of the Constitution um, and, and what it's supposed to say and do to protect us, not the government, not other people. And then there's the FISA court which is inside that event horizon. And once inside that event horizon, nothing will escape the FISA court. Um, like it, it's a dark system. Uh, actually, the only thing that came up, uh, the, uh, there have been a few things that apparently the FISA court was very not happy about in the last big thing uh, that happened with the president, all kinds of stuff. But it's amazing to think that there is actively a black court above the Supreme Court that, that no, your rights are true. null and void in. Yeah, and we don't we don't like to think that, but then 
we always think of the James Bond figures mm. of license to kill. Well, who orders you to kill? Um, yeah. <laughs> et cetera. When, how, how is this just? How is this, well, the American way? Anyway, we're supposed to be a moral leader of the world. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I, I clearly I got very upset, uh, disillusioned by my patriotism and everything. I mean, I'm still a patriot, but uh, it's just uh, seeing how my government uh, pretty much after JFK's assassination uh, became something else run by oligarchy families and, you know, blackmail and extortion by the NSA and CIA and et cetera that these are how they control the pawns or the overt government. That was very upsetting to me to come to that realization. Well, it's, and you know, it really is a, a full right round circle of the concept of when tyranny becomes the law, rebellion becomes necessity, you know? Yes, and, yes. And, and when you start seeing the fact that, these technologies, like you said, that you helped birth and when you when you help when you help create something, you know, like I, I had to explain to my wife and I only understand this from the point of view of a business. Um, and I owned my business for a good five, six years before my wife and I started dating. And it had become that I was fully self-employed, you know, like I I only did gigs. I was fully freelance with my business, everything else. And I had to explain to her that like, this was something that I created. This was an idea. Like it is my world now and I will defend it with my life. Um, and whenever you create something in that same way, but then you find out that it's like, if I created my business and sold it to somebody and find, found out that now they were like making propaganda for the new regime, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. like they were they were out there like using the cameras that I sold them and the methods that I taught them in production for evil. You know, you and, know, and, 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 you know, I admit I was a naive, naive scientist and um, only see the good that can come out of technology. But, you know, as you get wiser and older, you realize uh, technology is neutral. It's just a yeah. tool. Yeah, uh, it can be used for good or evil. It's and, a butter um, knife, man. Like you could spread butter or you could poke an eye out. It's up to mm -hmm. you. Really? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, the pen is mightier than the sword used correctly. Well, and, <laughs> and with that mentality and thought form in mind, like let's let's start getting into this and kind of cracking the nut a little bit because like I said, a lot of people may not realize some of the technologies that you have helped birth, some of the things that are out there um, that actively exist that we talk about, you know, and we have we have some of the uh, some of the documents in in our uh, document vault on on our website, all that kind of good stuff. So um, let's start getting into that a little bit and some of the things that um, you started seeing used on unsuspecting people in the world uh, around you. Sure, sure. I can talk about some of the projects. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, of course, well, like you said, alphabet agencies, there's many things that you are not allowed yeah. to talk about. 
Right. You're but, rightfully but not going anything to. that becomes public sure. or some, you know, that uh, some major magazine has posted, I can talk about. So one of the projects I worked on was voice morphing about you being able to sample someone's voice okay. and then replay it over a telephone. So we use that in Iraq, for example, to uh, interfere with, they were using cell phones to communicate with their generals. And so we could overpower them, sound just like the general and tell their troops to walk into a trap, you know, uh, and go a certain direction. And, sure. Um, now, adding some of the other tools of uh, voice to God, which is actually a very broad range of weapon systems, uh, but the most uh, the most difficult one to understand is the neural interpretation of the inner voice that we all speak to ourselves when we read or talk to ourselves. Sure. Things like that. And, uh, well, that's bi-directional, so we can also insert speech once it's uh, mapped out in, in the matrix back to the individual in any voice we want and make it even sound like it's coming from a distance. So this is useful in social engineering where we can uh, make people believe that their families or their wives or girlfriends are plotting against them to break up the relationships, for example. Oh, wow. Um, there, there are many more experiments and uses being done. Uh, uh, I've interviewed probably over 2,000 uh, targeted individuals, is what they call themselves, of, the, of these various technologies. And um, they almost all believe their neighbor is doing it. And so if you read The Art of War, The Art of War is a very old Chinese um, uh, translated book. Yep. Uh, and it's, and it's, um, it says, make people believe they're near when you are far. Make people believe you are dumb when you are smart. Make the enemy believe, you know, goes on and on. And yeah. it's all about deception. And it's unfortunate of most of the uh, TIs that I talked to have fallen for all the trickery. And that is what the CI does. It's all deception and trickery, psychological warfare. So it entails uh, a large number of sciences, advanced sciences from psychology, neuroscience, high energy physics, surveillance systems, uh, artificial intelligence, uh, you know, computer science, and, uh, and then you always need your sociopaths, which turn out they are <laughs> not too hard to find. <laughs> yeah, or, or at least the borderline ones, you know, um, the one, the, and, and, you know, I think, I think that's just it. A lot of people do not understand, um, and, and, it, it can seem a little rabbit holy, you know, uh, it can seem very as as society, in, in as fact, society the, likes uh, to say tinfoil hattie, Doc. Yeah, yeah. Well, right? Wizard of Oz is one of the CIA uh, interrogation scripts 
uh, to confuse the person. Uh, Alice in Wonderland is another name of one of their scripts. Hmm. And, um, and, it, and it's done psychologically for a reason to mislead the person down the wrong rabbit hole uh, and to make them chase the white rabbit to the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. And I know I'm being um, metaphorical here, but that's how the psychological games are played with T.I.'s. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because even our last guest, Dr. John Hall, uh, like I said, very good friend, um, in a conversation one day was like, have you seen this study that came out about me? And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, it's called the Hall Effect. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Go look it up. Um, and they they basically start akinning a what people are considering being a targeted individual to uh, the same thing that people who say that their house is haunted. Uh, yes. Okay. But see, we can do that with the technology. We yeah. can create phantom touch. We can absolutely uh, insert false perceptions into they claim five human senses or whatever, sure. and we can put them all in there falsely. And uh, so I wrote, I think, in one of my books that I believe a lot of these hauntings were this technology oh. being used on people, and that's how they explained it. You know, that's a, that is a really interesting flip of that coin that you just pulled there, Doctor, uh, to, to really flip that on its head and say, okay, well, what if the other is the issue and all these paranormal issues that you're studying are actively the technology being tested unbeknownst to people? Oh, yeah. I mean, even the alien abductions, oh, I, I yeah. think, are this technology because uh, we can create blue light in the retina using a magnetophosphine effect of magnetism. Sure. So the blue light beams you up. We can hypnotize the person, put them to sleep uh, through their brain waves. And, and, then and that can be done through the simple flicker of an incandescent light. Mass, and you traumatize, you know, butt probing or whatever. And, yeah, uh, yeah you know, it's... Uh, well, and how did you now granted uh, the we've gone over the hemis the hemisync brain process before on this show with Dr. John Hall talking about uh, flash rates. Um, one of the big things I've said for years, just as a video engineer in HD and somebody who studied subliminal psychology as a yeah. uh, as a course and then as a hobby for years reading reading various things about the advertising agency stuff like that you know um the the agencies that use subliminal psychology in their ad campaigns and um to to know about effects like yes being able to flicker lights at an imperceptible rate can put people into hypnotic states um the fact that our brains see at a slightly different frame rate you know uh, I've, I've said for years that the whole reason that we keep going up a generation in, in resolution on screen so fast is pay attention to that refresh rate. It's always in an increment of 30. 
it's always in an increment of 60, um, like 60 hertz. And <laughs> yeah, no, there, there's a whole lot we could talk about and, that. Uh, well, if anything, right. it, it definitely puts you into a, a state of relaxation and susceptibility yeah. faster. Yeah. Not necessarily that they could, and granted, at that point, yes, they could stick twice as many, four times as many subliminal images in if they were doing one frame per every 30, like do, they were do, in do film. Do you remember those, uh, you know, I'm, I don't know how old you are, but uh, we used to have sign-off uh, pledges of allegiance to the national anthem. Yeah. Uh, at the very end, you mean when, you mean when the program? You mean when they, TV stopped? We found some that put in <laughs> subliminal messages. The oh, way wow. you were talking about obey your government and yeah. you know all that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, you know, remember the chi the Japanese children that a certain flash rate they went into seizures yeah that was in the right. 90s there was a whole yeah. uh, there was a whole south park cartoon about that one. Oh, yeah that's right <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but but yeah and i mean people really don't realize how susceptible that that little always cooking noodle in this pot up here is you yeah. know and, and it's uh, you know another example is so they put people under when they 